Well, the young scientists are going to be clearing out of the RDS this morning, making way now for the creative talents of the craft and design industry for Showcase 2024, which is in there next. Ireland's Creative Expo has been running for nearly five decades now, and they are introducing this year a new competitive element to it with a Business of Craft Awards. There are nine shortlisted finalists, and the awards have three categories, Best New one to watch and sustainability champion. Both in the studio and on the line now we have a business from each of those categories hoping to win one of these awards. From Cork, Hannah Bachmo from Hannah's Bees in the one to watch category. From Clare, Tony Hayes with his palm free Irish soap in the sustainability category. And from Wexford but in studio with me here. Best friends and business partners Nina Sheldon and Gillian Duggan-White and their business is called Sully and Juno in the newcomer category. Gillian, can I start with you first? What is Sully and Juno? Um, Sully and Juno is Ireland's only sensory-friendly design house. So we um, design and manufacture um, clothing that has the needs of the wearer in mind. So things like soft seams or no tags and things like that. For, uh, who are your clients? Well, um, our clients are all sorts of people. Our our inspiration was um, came from a need that my family had. Um, my three sons are are autistic, and they had they have awful trouble with things like seams and tags and the feel of clothing. Um, so while we're not specifically aimed at, at people who are autistic, we seem to be filling that need for them. And nobody else was doing this. Nobody else was doing it. And there are some small little. Um, like little ranges in in larger companies that are doing something similar, but nothing like what we're doing at all. Um, Tony Hayes, your business must be sustainable at this stage because it's going now for 30 years. Palm-free Irish soap. What need is it fulfilling? Uh, Good morning, uh, Philip, and thank you for having us on the show. Um, Basically, we're um, we're supplying, uh, where we create and and manufacture a handmade range of skincare, natural skincare, uh, soaps, shampoos, and deodorants. Um, and we, we're basically filling, filling the need for people that like don't want too many uh, uh, chemically laden products on their skin. And what is, does, uh, which is, because natural is uh, an often very abused word, what does it mean in your case? Right, it means that with all the ingredients we use, we, we they're all very, very traceable. We use um, natural vegetable oils, um, we use lots of coconut oil, um, heaps of shea nut butter, uh, olive oil, and all these um, food pure, skin loving, uh, nourishing oils. We we use also um, organic um, a, a, a essential oils where we can get them, um, and herbs and extracts. Mm-hmm. And crucially, no palm oil because it is, of course, environmentally ruinous. Yeah. Now, to be to be honest with you, Philip. The, Palm oil in itself is is a fabulous oil, and it really makes a fantastic soap. But it's it's the cultivation issues that we have problems with the environmental issues. That's where we have to draw the line. Uh, let me bring in then Hannah Bachmo from Hannah's Bees. Good morning, Hannah. How are you? Good morning, Philip. I'm I'm great. I'm How great. did you get into messing around with beeswax? <laughs> oh my God! I'm messing around with bees and beeswax and honey. Do you know what? I I came from Sweden about 20 years ago with a suitcase and a sewing machine and I set up a business making wedding dresses and I was at that for a long time and then 
beekeeping happened. You know, I got obsessed with bees. I started growing fruit and vegetables in my garden and I just needed pollinators. Um, so I enlisted in a beekeeping course and as they say, the rest is history. <laughs> so it was about the fruit and the wax was almost a, bri- a byproduct or a waste product. The wax is a byproduct of beekeeping, definitely. But I, I did start with, you know, producing honey. That's, I suppose, why most people get into beekeeping in the first place. Um, so honey. Then I was the first Irish producer of the reusable beeswax wraps. And that's kind of feeding into that whole sustainability, uh, eco, eco-friendly uh, vibe that has been going on for the last okay, few years. Stop there one second and mm-hmm. reverse for me. Beeswax <laughs> wrap. What is that? Absolutely. So we all know what cling film is and tinfoil. And we all know that you can't really reuse them. Um, And they're really bad for the environment. So the reusable beeswax wraps is cotton fabric that's infused in um, beeswax and jojoba oil and uh, pine resin. It it creates a, a slightly sticky waterproof but breathable wrap that you wrap your food in and they're they're reusable and you can use them for up to a year or longer so so using that every day will cut down on a lot of plastic really and it keeps mm. your food every bit as fresh as the tinfoil fresh or <laughs> Fresh air. It yes, it allows the food to breathe. You know when you wrap up, you know, a, a lump of cheese in, say, in in tin fo- in tin foil or cling uh-huh. film, it starts to sweat. You know, um, and any any food that you you wrap up in beeswax, um, it doesn't do that uh, because it allows the food to breathe as well. And the wax doesn't end up on the food. No, it doesn't. No, uh, the wax is is attached to the the fabric itself. Yeah. Nina and Gillian, back to you first. Again, please. Nina, how did you guys meet? I love this story. (laughs) So about seven years ago, I um, had an epiphany about relocating. I lived in Dublin and I was working full time and my husband was working part time in the evenings and the weekends and we just didn't spend any time together at all in the house. We had a death in the family and we had a bottle of wine and we were sitting reminiscing and thinking about we get one life and what are we doing? And we had this Mm -hmm. dream of moving to the country when we retired and we thought, why are we waiting? Why are we waiting? So we put the house on the market and we moved and we moved to Wexford. And I had known Jill through a Facebook group. I knew of her. I knew her personality. And I knew if I ever met her in real life, we would probably get along. And uh, I bumped into her at the school steps when we were dropping our sons to junior infants. And I thought, I know that woman. (laughs) And we've spent every day together (laughs) since. since. Really? Yeah, yeah. And out of that came a business. How and are, out of that came a business. Yeah. Uh, yeah. How are the the labours divided between the two of you? Who does what? <laughs> um, I often joke that I draw the pictures and Nina does everything else. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I am the arty um, creative person and I am not organised and I'm not really business minded at all. And Nina is very financial and very, very straight and narrow and very um, organised. So... I kind of come up with all these crazy ideas and Nina sort of does the logistics to make them happen and to get them sold because I think that if it was just me left to my own devices I'd I'd really enjoy myself but I probably would have quit after three or four because the boredom would have set in and I would have been like okay. How (laughs) wide a range of clothing are you making? I mean are you catering to all tastes to all sizes to all genders? To the best of our ability our range is quite wide now. We started off with jumpers for children and we do baby clothes and we do all the way up to adult 5XL now. So we get a lot of feedback from our 
customers. Mm-hmm. We work with it. We expand our range where we can because we're still a small business, but we cater for a lot of people. Yeah. What is the problem with a jumper for most autistic people? Um, well, it really does vary depending on the person. But um, the 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 we we kind of um we categorized it so it's it's the fabric the feel of the fabric the weight of the fabric and then it could be the position of the tags or the fact that there are tags at all so all of our tags now we're moving towards tearaway tags because there are legal um reasons you know, that there, it has to that be it has you know, to, obviously you yeah you have to yeah. have a tag on it but we're we're we've designed a tag that's so easy to tear off without damaging your fabric or without damaging mm-hmm. the sweater at all and you don't need to cut it it just pulls away um the position of the the seams so our seams are either bound or they're flat um like the join the joining of two fabrics leaves mm-hmm. a, leaves a, a line of fabric inside your sweater for for most people that doesn't really affect them but for some people who are very sensory that might be all they can feel all day um so do you end up with the seams on the outside or no we flatten them so we we have a seam a standard seam and then an additional um stitch will just flatten it down so that you can't it doesn't flick around inside of your shirt Nina, I think one of the impressive things about not just yours, but all of the business that we're talking to here is while they might sound like cottage industries, they're actually creating quite a number of jobs. How many people have you on the payroll? We have seven people working, myself and Jill and five others working for us. So it started off with myself and Jill in a converted garage, just me and her doing everything. And within six months, we realised we actually need help with this. So we have Kelly, who's our marketing manager and does all of our TikToks and reels and videos and Instagram. And I couldn't do it. Yeah, I think that's what's so good about myself and Jill is that we realise our strengths and our weaknesses. So I can't draw pictures to save my life. And Jill is allergic to Excel spreadsheets. And neither of us know how to do TikToks. So we bring Kelly in. Hannah, how many people do you have on the payroll? Yeah, I was just thinking about that, Philip. <laughs> too, too many, if I prompted that question. <laughs> uh, there, there's three of us uh, employed in the business. Uh, but then, uh, like the girls there, I, I try to outsource all the things that I'm, I'm not good at, you know. Uh, I'm good at beekeeping and I'm, I'm, I'm good at talking about bees. Um, but uh, so I have the web designer, the photographer, accountant, bookkeeper, uh, the graphic designer. So there's there's quite a lot, you know, there's there's quite a lot. Quite a lot of money going into the wider economy. Tony, mm. how many people have you got on your team? Hi, Philip. Uh, currently, we employ eight people. Um, there's obviously myself and Catherine. And we have we have other family members involved as well as um, some local employees as well. But you have a long supply chain that's very, very widely sourced as well. So there's money going all over the place from your business, Tony. From You mean going outwards from, yeah, from our business? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. We, we, we do spend an awful lot of money out, actually. Yeah, yeah. Um, basically, one of the things that we, we spend most of our money on will be raw materials, Um trying to uh, procure raw materials, which we find very difficult at the moment because of our good friend Brexit, which didn't really help us at all. One of your main raw materials, though, is, uh, is rainwater. The, the, it, 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 you, is you, indeed, you can't yes, get much yes. cheaper than that, can you? It is, and I'll tell you what, there's no, there's no shortage of it here, thank, thank goodness. Um, and it, basically what we do, we, we, we set up a, a rainwater harvesting system, so... Any rain that we get now, it runs off the roofs through a, through a filter system, and it's held in a, a, a one-ton container. It's then when we when we need to use it, then we just we open the taps, and it runs through a filter system. And it's really is it's it's the purest, most um, natural resource you can get, to be honest. 
What Hannah do expos like Showcase 2024 mean? Do you tend to get much business out of them? Yes, I, they they mean they're they're hugely important. Actually, I I was gonna say they're about the rain first. I I wish for my bee's sake that it wouldn't rain so much. <laughs> 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 this this past year we actually had a really poor crop of honey all over the country just because it rained so much so mm. uh, to- Tony's gain is my loss <laughs> okay. well, look. but for, for the expos uh, you know they're hugely important they, they give us an opportunity to actually get out there and just to showcase what we do to meet existing customers and then to make new connections with others as well so my business uh, we uh, mostly wholesale and I have over a hundred uh, retailers in Ireland selling my products and I also two years ago started exporting to the states as well and around the world and this uh, the showcasing it's a it's a hugely important platform just to get out there, meet other creatives and meet the customers. Very good. Well, we're very happy to offer you all a bit of a platform this morning ahead of Showcase 2024, week after next in the RDS. To Hannah Bachmo, Tony Hayes and to Nina Shelton and Gillian Duggan-White, thank you all very much for Thanks joining for us this morning.